Hello, this is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our short-form podcast where we'll be interviewing Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light, all in creating epic client service and work-life balance. Enjoy the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minutes, and this is our short-form podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. And today, I have the pleasure of talking to Sean Fortune. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, I want to tell a quick little backstory on Sean, uh, just to kind of introduce him to our audience. Sean, you've been in real estate for six and a half years, correct? That is correct. And four of those have been, uh, uh, of the latter years, have been with Windermere. Well, you're still with Windermere, but uh, you moved over after about two and a half years with a previous company and came on board with Windermere, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And you have a family, you have a son and a daughter, uh, older son, 14, daughter, 12, and a wife. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you know Lena. And you work out of the Linwood office, uh, which for some of our listeners who aren't familiar with our Washington area, that is an area that is north of Seattle, very nice neighborhood, very nice area. And uh, he works out an office there that is uh, owned and operated by Lena Mall. And uh, we'll talk more about your relationship there. Anything else you want to add, Sean? I think you just about nailed it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason for our call today or for our podcast today and this conversation is simply uh, to kind of go over this whole idea of leads. And uh, I love it. I, you, We had said we were talking earlier on the phone and you had said that um, Lena had been kind of uh, not stalking you, but you were on her warm list or her hot list to recruit you. Is that correct? I did say that. Yeah. Our, our children started going to school together back in kindergarten before I was even in real estate. And then I got licensed, joined another little firm. Um, Cause I love the idea of getting a bunch of leads. And uh, she was just sitting there quietly waiting for me to make the jump, make the move. And so she yeah. was, she, she was ninjing you. So she, she, she was warm list and then her hot Before list. I even knew what ninja was. And she forwarded you by the kids. Uh, you said that your daughters are really, really good friends. They are. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they play so, on the play on a soccer team together still. Oh, that's true. So the whole, so this whole world that Lena kind of implemented was this whole world of relationships, which is what we want to talk about today. And so one of the things that we find in, in real estate today is there's this whole understanding that, um, a lot of agents get recruited. A lot of agents get uh, kind of enticed by this idea that a company or an organization or an ownership group is going to sell you leads or feed you leads. And your previous world prior to Windermere, that was kind of the world you were in, right, Sean? That's exactly what it was. So you yeah, were so the, the company that, uh, that I joined had a, a relationship with, with some large national lenders. And so they were essentially 
buying quote unquote qualified leads from the lenders. And then they would pass those down to us. And then we would work them. We would keep the intermediary sort of up to date on how often we're contacting them, where we are. And then when we close them, all the money would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd be left with a little chunk. You would be left, you do most of the heavy lifting and get left with a little chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my very first deal. So, you know, I'm out of, out of real estate school, got my license. I'm all excited. Also, you know, they're getting leads at ranging in prices. Right. And so the new one, you get the lower one. And so I was working with a guy who was looking for a, a condo and ended up being $95,000. This is 2015. So prices were a little bit lower. Right. Um, but my commission check was 775 bucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, a lot of work and not a lot of profits in that scenario. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I think, and, and kind of my understanding and uh, kind of my philosophy on this, and we teach this in Ninja is that there's a couple different ways to do business. One is you can definitely go after the leads and, and the way that I kind of look at leads uh, depending on who they're coming from, is I really see leads as being really broken relationships. And here's what I mean by that. You know, real estate really should be a relationship business. So if I transact with you, and we know that the average person transacts about every eight to nine years. So let's say that I have a transaction and then eight years later, um, I don't even know who the agent was that I worked with because they left me at the closing table. So there was no relationship. So really I have a broken relationship with my real estate agent. And now for whatever reason, I get fed into a lead funnel because they captured me some way, shape, or form. And now some agent is now buying that, that client, right, as a lead. And so really they're buying a broken relationship. Whereas if the agent originally who had worked with that client had just stayed in contact with them and provided some value, not only would they transact with them again in, in another eight years, but during the course of those eight years, there probably was somewhere around 32 potential referrals that they completely missed out on because they didn't really... Um, work what we call a relationship business. And so I don't want the listeners to think, oh, buying leads is, 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 a, is a way of, of, not, of doing business that, that is bad. You can definitely do it. You can, and you did it. You did it for two and a half years. You can definitely buy leads or get leads fed you and you can work those. But tell me if I'm wrong on this. It, it's, it's more difficult. It's possibly frustrating a little bit because you're dealing with people that don't really know you very well. And as you said, uh, you got to do a lot of transactions because you've got this overhead uh, that's being pulled off of every transaction. Would that be a fair statement? I would, I would call that fair for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, in my experience, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't resent the company that I worked for. I was actually, well, I guess I didn't really have time to think about anything else because, you know, they're, they're given, you know, it was, it was a smaller brokerage to say there was maybe six agents and we were each getting probably a hundred or so per month. Um, and yeah, you're just, and they're all buyers. And so it's just showing, 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 closing, closing, no transaction coordinator. So managing all those uh, deals and escrow and, um, and then they would close it. And then, yeah, it's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And it wasn't until I sort of took Ninja and heard some of the stuff about the relationship piece um, where I kind of started to realize that there is a different way. And for me, 
working more the ninja style with referrals and building raving fans and that kind of stuff is just it made me be able to work smarter and be able to you know instead of you know my first two years I think I I think it was 65 something transactions and yeah I made decent money but now I'm making more money and it doesn't matter how much more or what the amount is but with probably a third of the transactions. So like I had to stop coaching my kids sports because I was always working. There are stories where, you know, we take something out for dinner and we're going to make it. And then I just have to flip around and go show a house because there's some random person that I don't even know who, who wants to see something. And, you know, and I was new and young and didn't have any of my processes in place. And so it's just, yeah, just constant go, go, go. Yeah. And then, so I was that one that you're talking about. So yeah, well, look at my I- database. Oh, well, these people sold their house. These people sold their house. Never, <laughs> I didn't even follow up with them to see if they even moved in. Right. Well, and I think I think that the one thing that I want listeners to hear is that I don't know if they picked up on this, but you did. You were doing a lot of transactions, but you weren't making that much money. And also, you didn't really have the life that you wanted because you were so busy doing all that, working with the buyers, that you didn't have time for your family, for the coaching, you know, spending time. And so what... What was it about, what did Lena say to you? And I know she was kind of helping you in that process. I mean, obviously you went to Ninja, which was terrific. But then what, what did Lena say that, that you could do differently that could actually change not only your business, but also change kind of your life? Because in Ninja, that's our goal. I mean, I want you to be successful in real estate, absolutely. But I really also want you to be successful in life because when those two things are working in, in harmony, it's amazing what you can achieve. So how did Lena impact you? So we had a... You know, she obviously knows me on a you know pretty personal level, so it it was encouraging me to know, like, have confidence in. You know, she knows you know the best ways to kind of do business, and she felt that my, you know, I had the the personality and the wherewithal and the business sense to basically take a lot of the energy that I was spending chasing these people into my clients which would then turn into as much business if, you know, that or less business, but um, more money, more money, a, high, a higher net, a uh, higher net, you know, because of the fact that it, it's, you're, you're keeping it all. Um, and you all, and you're also not, you don't have an overhead of buying those leads. And also I would have to think too, that it was a, it was a transition moving more into the listing world and maybe less buyers. I'm just, I'm just making an assumption here. Uh, and then also just a quality of life. Yeah. And then the other thing which you, you sort of touched on was when you're working with referrals, you're coming from your people. Those are more similar to the kind of people that you want to work with versus, you know, so I keep saying random people, but you know, the people who the leads that you're buying you don't know anything about them. You don't know if they're nice. You don't know if they're going to respect the fact that you go to church on Sundays, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So now once you get more comfortable with, uh, with referrals, you're, you're actually able to kind of be a little more selective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I like to say, let's work with what I call them the elves, the easy, lucrative and fun people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's from a gentleman named Joe Polish. He talks about that, but he talks about um, how people can work with people who are hard, annoying, and frustrating, or you can work with people that are easy, lucrative, and fun. 
And the key to that is, like you said, it's that relationship, right? So you have the relationship with that one client, and then you build such a strong relationship. So the referrals that come in off those other clients uh, are people that actually it's 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 better to work with them. It's it's easier to work with them. You have more fun doing it, um, and also too, they become uh, another person in your relationship business uh, that you then cultivate to also send you referrals. So I would ask you this. So what did you change? So when Lena sat down with you, kind of what was the process you went through to kind of switch from that, okay, I'm buying lead mentality to now I'm going to build a relationship business. What were some of the key things so the listeners can kind of understand kind of some of the stuff you do systematically so that you, you made that switch? So the first thing was taking the time to build a database with, I mean, I, I had nothing but a spreadsheet with like the name of a past client and how much commission I earned just because I was, that was all how, how I tracked it. Right. Um, and so switching that to, you know, whatever CRM system you want to use, but, you know, we use Moxie here at Windermere. Right. And, you know, having more visibility into who my people are, not, not just past clients, but, you know, all the people that are on my kids, you know, the parents of the kids in my school and sports and my neighborhood. And, um, you know, there's Ninja's got a sheet, I think, of, you know, all like hundred. Yeah, all, the, all the reasons to connect, right? Yeah, all the reasons to connect. And just putting all those people in there and then coming up with a plan to reach out to them. Right. Um, and so then you, having... She have you kind of implement like like the Ninja Nines. She said, "Okay, let's do notes, let's do phone calls, let's do prop reviews." I mean, did you start kind of building that into your system? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had nothing, so yeah, annual real estate reviews. Yeah, I have a morning routine, which you know, from Ninja sort of started me down that path of gratitudes, affirmations. I actually just sent Lena a text yesterday. I was cleaning out my office, and I found a couple old notebooks that I started in Ninja where. It, it just said affirmations and it says, I enjoy earning X, um, which at that point I thought there's no way. And <laughs> here, I think you surprise. I'm here. I am. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and you talk a lot about the mindset piece, which I think is just really important. And that was uh, one of the big things I got out of Ninja was, was those mindset days and being present and, you know, opening yourself up for business and for whatever reason, the universe sends it your way and like I that stuff I you know you buy into it and and it starts happening and it's it's risky it's uh, funny so there was another agent who we were kind of partners and he joined Windermere at the same time went right. to a different different branch and um didn't do ninja and three months later he went back right to, he went back he went back because it's that my switching from just having leads fed to you versus waiting a little bit for your processes to kind of implement um, is a little bit scary, but you just kind of have to trust that it works. Well, and I, I want to bring up a point here with this because this is going back to mindset. This is what we talk about, right? So it's the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset. And, you know, when, when you're getting those leads, uh, there's a lot of agents that want that instant gratification because they feel like, oh, I've got to get the business. I got to have this what they don't realize is that's a very short game. It's a very short lived game because you're just, you're just chasing your dribble on the wheel, you know, and you're chasing the next deal, the next deal, the next deal versus uh, agents who really invest in their people, invest in giving value, invest in their mindset and say, you know what, I'm coming from a place of abundance and I'm going to give such epic service 
to this one individual that not only are they going to transact with me, but they would never think of anybody else that they know not transacting with me. And I get those and I get those leads. But that doesn't happen. Like you said, that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not going to happen in a month or two months. It's going to happen from putting your head down and applying the systems. And then and then the results start to happen, you know, 45, 90, 120 days out. But it's amazing how many people won't stick with it because they allow that 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 mindset, that scarcity voice, right? That fear voice to pop up. So you just go back to what you know. And they get right back on that gerbil wheel. And a year later, you know, they're either burnout or they're not enjoying their life. And we see this happen a lot. And the joy that we have in doing ninjas to see, like the interview I'm having with you right now. You know, one of the things that just brought a smile to my face is when Lena said, oh my gosh, you should see Sean and he's spending time with his family and he's just, he's doing it differently than he was before prior to coming on board. And uh, he's just enjoying himself. And, and that to me, you know, success isn't the paycheck, success is the living the life you want to live today. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. That's, uh, but it is a complete mindset shift. Now, there's all, I mean, I also did both when I was doing Ninja and I was supplementing with, and I was doing a bunch on Zillow, which, you know, is expensive and, but it works for a lot of people. And I was still doing a couple, but then I thought, you know what? What if I took the 2,500 bucks that I was spending a month and just did, you know, that's $5 Starbucks cards that I could send. I could send a thousand of those out to people I know for birthdays, anniversaries, just thinking of you. And, and so that's what I do. I, I still have a marketing budget, but it's spoiling my people with, with gifts and taking them out to well, with COVID and maybe not going out to lunches and stuff, but. <laughs> right. Well, and, and what you realize is that, and this is something that we always talk about is that you realize the return on investment, you know, and a lot of times uh, there's a lot of agents that don't even look at it. They just, you know, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results as opposed to saying, wait a second, I'm spending this amount of money. What's my return on this? And is there a way for me to take the same amount of money and leverage it so that I get a higher return and I provide a deeper level of value to my clients uh, that give me three, four, five fold in referral business? And I think what you just said is great because what we do is we don't take that level of understanding or peel the layers back enough to say, wait a second, that's 2,500 bucks. What could I do with $2,500 to take care of my A and my B clients in my database? Um, what could, could I do a client appreciation? Could I do a pop by? Could I throw a party? I mean, you know, COVID right now makes it difficult to do that, but, um, you know, whatever it happens to be, I know at your office, you guys do the pumpkin pie. It's coming up right in November. Uh, it's a huge deal. And yeah. just that, just that in itself is amazing on how it's done consistently year after year after year, but the type of, um, a business that it generates because clients really truly feel connected and they feel like you care. And I think that's so much different than buying leads. And I mean, it's a Costco pumpkin pie. And you'd think, I remember <laughs> right. the first, first year, I was like, this is stupid. Nobody's going to want to do it. It's a lot of and, pie. And then before you know it, you got 50 people wanting pies. And yeah, you put a little ribbon on it and you put a couple of business cards in there. And it's, you know, it's, right. you're not doing it because, I mean, you're sort of doing it because you want, um, want business, but you know, it's not. It's not this pie. This pie is not because you're going to sell your house. It's because exactly because I, I care about you, right? And then that's and then you're going to think about me in that split second that you decide to make a life changing decision, which is right. Well, and and here's the other thing. It works. here's the other thing too is the consistency. And I know that in her office, I mean, she's been doing it for a while. But I mean, you've been there for four years. You've done that every year. 
right? Yep. Every year there's, there's that process. And so what happens is as human beings, we love, the, we love the known. We love the certain. It gives us comfort and confidence and we commit to that. And so many times in our industry, unfortunately, we see real estate agents that are chasing the next shiny object. So they lose consistency. They lose that conformity with their clients. And what happens is they get clients that are unclear and they don't know, they don't feel secure. And so what they do is they turn into a lead with some other company that's put them into their lead funnel. And I, I love that you have now taken on this idea of, hey, I'm building a relationship business. And I think that a lot of listeners can learn from that. So right now, if you're listening and you are buying leads, maybe it's time for you to reevaluate what you're spending. Um, you know, reach out to Sean. He's done it. And, uh, you know, he he changed, shifted that mindset to that mindset of abundance. Um, anything else, Sean, for the listeners that you would throw out there in terms of just how you made that shift to have more of a, a work-life work balance and, and enjoying what you're doing now differently than where you were, you know, uh, say four years ago? I mean, one thing I would say is it, it certainly doesn't happen overnight. Um, and it's really important to have have a, have a process in place, which I think they're talking into too, like you're only one person, right? So if, if you're out there showing houses, you can't also be nurturing your warm list, right? And so you need to have some systems in place that can do things for you while you're, while you're working. And so once I was able to work with Windermere and have a bunch of those systems in place to kind of help automate a lot of things that I was also having to do by myself, freed up time to then be able to focus more on not getting those leads. Right. I, I think uh, one of the things we teach in there is just to focus on the things that require real estate license that you're going to do really, really well. And all the other stuff that maybe doesn't require a real estate license, but takes up your time. Uh, look to your offices, look to the support, look to the resources to see if there's a way for that to be taken off your plate. Right. Yep. Yeah. And if that can be taken off your plate, it frees up the time for you to commit to the relationships with your clients. Um, and, and you can see the benefits. Of, you can see the benefits of doing that. Um, so that's terrific. So uh, so how's so 2020, uh, 2021, how's it been going for you? It's been awesome. I mean, best year ever in the middle of the pandemic. So. Right. And, and do you have any do you have anything in your life list or anything fun planned for 2022 with your family? You know, we're going to do a little uh, little home renovation that has been in the in the wings for, for the last couple of years, and we're going to pull the trigger on it. Nice. Nice. And uh, any any vacations planned? Not so much vacation. We have a little place in eastern Washington that, that we escape to when we can, so we don't really go anywhere else. That's kind nice. of our, our happy little place. Your happy little place to get away and recharge. I think yeah. that's one of the things too, is that I know Lena also said that you've really uh, committed to kind of the recharge time too, right? Knowing that you got to take care of yourself and your family. So, you know, having escape time and not uh, running all the time and hitting burnout, I think is an important piece. Have you found that to be kind of uh, the case too, as you kind of transition into this world of the referral business? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother podcast, how to, <laughs> how to vacation. Uh, yeah, how to vacation exactly. well, I took a class you know they call it recreation which is you know recreate and and so especially in real estate like we're we're on call 24 7 if we choose to be right and so it's right um so going away sometimes causes more stress and then you come back and then you didn't even leave you need a vacation from the vacation you took so um yeah so my family and I we plan and when we do go away for the most part yeah it's um disconnecting and recharging so when you do come back you're 
you're not needing a vacation. Right. Well, and I think that goes right back to the mindset of abundance. You know, the people who live in that scarcity world will say to me when we're doing coaching, oh, I can't take a vacation. You know, I work 24-70. And I even heard on a, on a national podcast with somebody who coaches real estate go, you know, agents work weekends and evenings and, you know, they don't ever take time off. And I just I disagree with that because I see so many agents that work that say, you know what, I'm going to plan my time off. I'm going to set clear expectations with my clients because I'm human just like they are. And I'm going to take time off and recharge because I need to do that to provide the highest level of value I can to my customers. And so we all need time to recharge. And I, I love the fact that you said you plan it, right? And if you plan it and you set intention, then you do it, but you're better for it, right? You're better for it at the end of the day. And if you lay it out, because there's also a little bit of fear with, you know, if I tell somebody that I don't work this time, that they're going to leave me. But, you know, once you start working with the people that you want, you know, I now go from people being like, how can you not come meet me in 30 minutes to, oh, I'm so sorry I'm calling you at night or I'm sorry to bother you on the weekend. <laughs> it's like, right. of course you're bothering me on the weekend because this is when you're thinking about it. So I'm available. You're not, this is my job, but you know, people are now way more respectful of my time. Yeah, well, because here's the difference. It's a relationship. It's like when we're in a relationship and we value somebody, give them equity, all of a sudden we have a feeling that we don't want to bother them. We want to be respectful of their time, just like they're respectful of ours. And I think the more that agents build that relationship business, it's amazing on how that just becomes a natural byproduct of people then saying, Hey, you know, is it okay if I call you? I had some the other day said, Oh, I think I'm, I don't want to bother you. And they said, of course you're not bothering me. Yeah. But it's, it's dinner time. And I know you have your family. Cause you said that when we first met, they go, Oh no, but you know, we're in the middle of a, of a, of an offer here. This is perfectly okay. This is critical time. We need to talk, but don't ever worry about bothering me. But that happens from relationships. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Well, any, any last words you have for our listeners in terms of just, if they wanted to kind of go down the path you've done any, any, uh, any little wisdoms, any little nuggets of wisdom that you might, you might, I mean, you've given so many already. Uh, my takeaways are, you know, shift your mindset, have a system, have a process, Know that it's not going to work out right away, but you're going to be able to do it. Maybe you do just infiltrate a few uh, Zillow leads while you're getting ramped up, but then slowly transition that, repurpose those dollars to give you a higher return on investments uh, and make sure you take time to recharge. Did I miss anything? I think that sounds about right. I mean, this stuff works. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm living proof. So happy to yeah, share my story in more detail with anybody that that wants to learn more about you can figure out you can go to a website or i'm not sure how you want to handle that yeah what's the best way for them to reach you because i'll put it in the show notes too but if it's only want to reach out to you what's what's your preferred method i mean they can they can call or text me on on my, my number 425-478-0150 one more time 425-478-0150 or my website seanfortunehomes.com seanfortunehomes.com. Okay. I will put both of those in the show notes. Um, Sean, I want to thank you for taking the time today. I know uh, you, you could be doing a lot of other things. And so we're grateful that you took this time to do a podcast with us. And for those of you listening, uh, if you want to reach out to Sean again, I'll put his contact information in the show notes. And I want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, hopefully you found this helpful. If we're hitting the mark, please let us know. If you like what we're doing, we would request that you share out our podcast. And like we always end everything, uh, be awesome, help somebody and make it a great day.
We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you found this content interesting, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. Also, if you're a real estate agent with an epic idea and you're doing something great to create great client service or work-life balance, or maybe both, please reach out to us at fanning at windermere.com. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.